1: It's incredibly important to us, so we'll be looking forward to your tweet on whether Harry Maguire is too much for the amount of money he's spent. I think he is. But some say, is it my money? You know, we've got a lot of those questions going around. Uh, Bill will be here with us. Hi, Bill. Hi, Gary. Yeah, so he will be giving us, you know, some of the views that we might have missed throughout the discussion. We are on from now till... 8:30, 8:30, So that's a lot of time. And then when we are done, Sami Fawcett will be doing his music thing. So we are at the Lagoon Bar of the Labadi Beach Hotel. This is the Joy Transfer Countdown, the warm-up edition. Let me bring in a voice that is quite regular on our airwaves as well. George Addo Jr. is also here with me.
2: Georgie! Yeah, Gary, you know what? It's not all about discussing transfers, is it? It's is also it? about hanging out with the Hangin fans yep, and really yep, having yep. some good fun. Uh, Sammy Foster and Sammy B is, you know, in the house. And so there's a lot going to come to... Something more. Uh, and those of you who love your anthems, your club anthems, of course, when we're about getting into a discussion for the club, we're going to sign it off um, with the anthem. So it's going to be really great as we look forward to this wonderful one hour, 30 minutes, 20 minutes. It's really good.
1: Yeah. So we're keeping it informal, just chill, hanging out. And we are near the sea. I mean, good vibes, good breeze. We've got a couple of people having nursing and their drinks as well. You, <laughs> you know, so the vibe is very good. If you want to join us and you're in traffic around the, um, the beach road, just pass through. We are at the Lagoon Bar talking football, having a few peanuts, having a few drinks and all that and all that. So what's been the weirdest transfer you've heard? First of all, give the microphone to Zoo, Zoo the God. Zoo, what's been the weirdest transfer you've heard in this window? Or whatever has not made sense to you. Let's begin from there.
3: Huh, um, clearly, Dibala, the, the, it hasn't happened yet, but it looks like it might happen. Dibala switching with um, Lukaku. Doesn't make sense to me. It
1: doesn't make sense to you. So tell us why it doesn't make sense. I mean, I have my own views on that and we'll go around the table. Why does it make sense to you? I We've mean, got one player, Lukaku, who's not really liked by his fans. You know, half of his fans, or maybe fully three quarters of the fans, think his first touch is all there is to him. There's another guy who's not really appreciated. On the other side for various reasons, so looks sensible in a sense.
3: No, not at all. You see, the thing is, um, the is world class, like, he's one of the best players on his day in the world. Lukaku, I mean, it's Lukaku.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What does that even mean?
3: Everybody knows Lukaku. When you hear Lukaku, you know Lukaku. He's, He's terrible, so it doesn't make any sense to you know to have a switch unless you're going to add like an extra 80 million. You know. And if not then doesn't make sense.
1: And I even hear, Bill, I even hear that on the on the PS game. Lukaku has got a bad first touch. Like they've incorporated that into the PS game. I mean the, just to say that this guy is is life imitates art.
4: Yeah, uh, it's not only even the PS game that they have actually stated that Lukaku has a bad first touch. I play football manager and
1: football manager. And
4: it's his con. If you check his pros and cons, that's the only one they will show you. He needs to improve on his first touch. That, that shows how uh, how much work he needs to put in when it comes to that. Uh, because in this world of football, with the dynamism improving, with defenders becoming smarter, you have to have a good first touch to give you the upper hand. And he doesn't have that So and he needs to work on it. I
1: mean, let, let's, let's try to be fair to Romelu here, Benedict. Guy came from Everton with a big reputation. They said he was not going to be able to fit into United. Yeah. He came into a team that played a certain way. He is used to playing a certain way. First of all, did United play to his strengths?
5: Well, from a fan perspective, yeah. if you're a United fan, and as you just mentioned, with what he did at Everton, coming to Manchester United, of course, you would expect that. He will come and be banging in the goals as he was doing at Everton. But when he came, what did we see? It was totally different from the Lukaku that we were used to watching at Everton, week week out, scoring goals. He wasn't uh, that player. And in terms of whether, I mean, the system they played at Manchester United, suited him me or not, I mean, you're a striker. If the ball gets to you, your main aim is to get the ball into the net. And you can't say that Lukaku was not getting balls. At Manchester United, he was always getting them. So the bit about whether the system suited his style or it didn't suit his style, I I normally do not buy that. You understand? Mm-hmm. If you're a striker, you're a striker. You can always talk about system for midfielders, offensive players, uh, offensive midfielders as well as defensive midfielders. But if you're a striker, no matter what, wherever you are, is, you is, have to is, get is, the but, ball.
1: But in. but, but, but so, he would argue. If I'm Lukaku's mother, I'd argue yes. that. <laughs> If I'm Lukaku's mother, I'd argue that there are many kinds of strikers these days. There's the guy who likes to stand on top with his back to the ball, okay. get the ball, turn, and so, hit it there. What do you call the one top? Those who like to run into space I, I get that. and so on. But, but Lukaku, Lukaku is
5: not a Mohamed Salah. Lukaku is not a Lionel Messi or Cristiano Ronaldo. Mm. Lukaku is noted as an upfront man, as a main man who should be up there scoring the goals. Ronaldo, when he scores goals... It's just uh, maybe bonus for you, because he doesn't play as the lone striker. If Lionel Messi scores goals, it's bonus. If you have Mohamed Salah scoring goals, it's bonus. You understand. But if you are the main striker, like uh, we talk about Torres, mm. when Torres was at Liverpool, when he was at Chelsea, wherever he's been, he was noted as the main striker, and that's how Lukaku is. So if you are the man up front and you're not getting in the goals, I mean, there is nothing that can save you, whether it's tactics or whether it's a formation which is not, you know, suiting your style, I will not buy that. But I think if this deal should go through, the uh, yeah, it, switch. If, if I were a Juventus fan, I would be very down. Yeah. I mean, we are trading a player that last season played very well that you know i mean he has the potential to do very well going for it because he's relatively young lukaku coming from manchester united what did you do normally yes you would want to give players the benefit of the doubt with everything that happened the previous season but i don't think that lukaku is the player who will go to juventus already have christian the there who in his first season he measures the top scorer of the club and then you bring in a lukaku what was what, his use what is he coming to do you understand?
1: Right. We'd we'll, we'll, we'll like to get your to... We've we'll spent quite a bit of time today on Man United because of the recent developments today and what's been going on. Reku also said, you know, there's a bit that has happened with them. But we'd we'll like to get your views on Twitter. That's Joy Deadline Day. Joy Deadline Day. That's the hashtag, Joy Deadline Day The um, Handle is Joy Sports GH. Somebody should speak for Lukaku. I mean, Ureko, this guy would say that he's being victimized unfairly
6: because he's not been played to his strengths contrary to what Benedict says what do you think well even if he's not playing to his strengths uh, let's take a look at the numbers from last season Gary mm-hmm. and uh, Benedict just think that you know, he's playing in a system where uh, he's not getting the best out of him you know if you look at it in relative terms uh, clearly when he was at Everton uh, with the long ball system he was enjoying that but let me put things into perspective there could have been a headline saying that Manchester United are selling their top goal scorer in the Premier League last season. And that's the fact. Because he scored 16 goals in the Premier League. None of these guys, Martial Rashford, that they are keeping around got anything close to that. And what makes this more incredible is the fact that he played lesser games. He came off the bench to win quite a number of games. You look at his career, he's even outscored D.J. Drogba in the Premier League already. So I think that Lukaku is not really anywhere near as bad as people make him look and i think that that's what has been disturbing him psychologically and probably he's reached breaking point and wants to leave the premier league but i think that he's been a very good player for not just united but the premier league and i think that the premier league would actually uh, miss him and united fans i think are making a mistake at this point because you have a lukaku who Not on his best, um, you know, form and best season. Is still giving you 16 Premier League goals. Now, you're bringing in Paolo Dybala, who is coming off a very terrible season. And he himself is not very good in terms of, you know, when you look at the consistency books. So, it's another bargain for United. I remember, the last time they were involved in a swap deal, Mkhitaryan and Sanchez, it ended up in disaster. So, they should probably rethink this one as well.
1: We'll talk about the back four as well and what's been happening today. But um, Zoo, let me give you the microphone. You said it didn't make sense to you. We've gone around the table, looked at his pros and cons. But this guy, Lukaku, really—if he should go, how do United start up front without him? If even DiBala comes around, how do they start up front? Um, I think, huh, starting with the front two
3: can help them with Marshall and Rashford because they have pace. You know, they're pretty direct. They, they, know, where to, they know where to go. They, they can finish on some days. You know, they need to work on their finishing. But I think a front two of Marshall and Rashford, they can do their job. So I think that's the direction that manu should go in.
1: Front two of Marshall and Rashford. Marshall and Rashford. Anybody around the table agree that it's, it's not a very potent... It's not, it's not a front two that is going to scare defenders in the... European competitions or in the biggest games in the Premier League. Bill,
4: yeah, uh, I don't think a front two will be suitable for Manchester United right now. I think a front three will be much better. Uh, they have a pacey, a, a very young pacey winger by the name of Daniel James, they signed just uh, recently from Swansea, and they also have Marcus Rashford, of course. Uh, they can play him up top. I think uh, Oligan associate has shown how much he trusts him. Uh, as a player and they also have Martial so I think a front three would rather be suitable. a front three blessed with a lot of pace blessed with some trickery and the ability to break uh, defences down
1: George is in the crowd with a couple of Manchester United fans we are the Lagoon Bar the Labadi Beach Hotel Um, some of them have joined us away from the traffic will be done you know just after 8 so that the road will be easier to navigate George what have you got?
2: Well, I've got Haruna Mubarak here. I think we need to ask him the question about Lukaku. (laughs) I I disagree with um, Benedict. Slightly agree with Oryoku. I think Lukaku still has a lot in him. To offer United. He still has a lot to offer. He's such a young player and there's more to come. If the player's first touch is not good, try and make sure he looks good with a second touch or whatever it is. Haruna, you're a Manchester United fan. I mean, what do you think about this Lukaku thing? Are you losing a good player or you're making the right decision and hoping that Di comes? I think we are making the right decision and we hope that Di
7: comes because this is the reason. <laughs> Romelu Lukaku he's a very good striker, but for me, in big games, he's been anonymous. He's not been able to prove himself in big games. For example, when you look at Marcus Rashford, Rashford has scored against Arsenal, he has scored against Tottenham uh, Hospice, uh, uh, he has scored against Liverpool, he has scored against almost all the big teams. Lukaku still, since he joined United, he scored against Chelsea only, amongst the big teams. So he tells you that in big games, he's been anonymous. And also, mostly Romelu Lukaku wants the ball to be put into his space for him to run and then finish. But United, we don't have those kind of creative players, and that is why for me, I don't think United style of plays use Romelu Lukaku. Uh, okay. Iggy, Iggy, is
1: here. Iggy, Iggy. doesn't agree Iggy, with it. Iggy, Iggy, hold on. Ah, uh, okay, okay, Iggy. Iggy, yeah. okay, Iggy, what, what's Iggy, it? Iggy, Iggy is in a United share today as well. Okay,
8: yeah. <laughs> Iggy, Iggy, what's up? I've always disputed the fact that Rome, Romelu Lukaku is not a good player. To my best of knowledge, he's a very good player. Mm. For a player who has scored more than 20 goals in a season for Everton, for West Brom. Mm. West Brom, that was a lower tier team. Yes. And to have scored 20 goals plus, come to Everton and score 20 goals more. That should tell you something. Mm. And if he's not... He yeah, had 16 goals last season. And if he's come to Manchester United and he's unable to score and you're blaming the, co- uh, the player... Then I have a big question for you. The issue has been that we are not playing like many will agree to the strength of Lukaku. Lukaku would want, uh, would expect that you play the ball to his feet, he runs onto it and play. But under Mourinho, no, that was not what we we're doing. So if you want or you know the strength of the player, then as a manager, you should develop a system that will help that the fits. player.
2: Okay, you have managed to really elicit some responses. So the United fans <laughs> almost wanted to fly over the table haruna also has to respond but wait haruna <laughs> now your name what's your name um sarge tell me what's it you what's it you disagreed with or you want to agree with
9: well i feel lukaku is a good player but he's lazy
6: <laughs>
9: that's the major thing lukaku is really good <laughs> yeah he's very lazy he's not hardworking. So we don't need players like that in um, Manchester United right now. And DiBala, on the other hand, if you take a look at his history, he's very good.
8: He but just started messing up last season because of Ronaldo. But he's not as good as Lukaku, do you agree, in terms of goal scoring? Lukaku has a better goal scoring record Luka, than he Lukaku, does. Lukaku has a good goal scoring
9: skills, but the thing is, he's, he's not hardworking. like I said. He likes when the boy is just um you know if they could just you know give him a good finishing and that's all he wants he doesn't like to work out for the for the for the things he he does
8: i agree to an extent i agree with you but as a manager when you're going in for a player like that you assume or it's assumed that you know the strength of the player and you know why you are bringing him into a club into a system that will suit him to get the best of results. So if a manager fails to play to the strength of the player to get the results that he needs, then what are you saying? I'm going to sell the player.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Simple. Simple. Haruna has a response. And I yeah. have another Manchester United fan here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Haruna, what did you want to say to Iggy? I want to say is that,
7: like I st- cited earlier, the mental fortitude of Romelu Lukaku in big games, and also you look at the style of play. Social wants to implement into the United boys. He wants attackers who are very mobile, who interchange. And Romelu Lukaku is not having that quality.
8: Let me ask you: Do you think Dybala has that? Yes.
7: Dybala. Are you very sure? Of course. Do you there. know
8: the record of DiBala when it comes very, to very, that? Yes. Dybala, for me, if he doesn't play in the number ten role, it's a useless player. <laughs> True. really let's let's face the fact Div- Ibala, Div- if he doesn't play in the number 10 role is the most useless Div- player ever Ibala
7: played in the number 10 role against barcelona and he scored a brace so what are you telling me about that oh, game he, he scored from a free kick no he scored no, from a free in kick. the 18-yard box the first goal and the but second I'm saying, goal was a strike from the 18-yard you, box but i'm saying he you. played in the number 10 role yes, yes. he played from where in the number 10 row, Behind That's what Guandaro, I'm saying But if he doesn't play he In the, the number base. 10 row,
8: Or he doesn't play In the 10 Then he's He 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 is completely Not a good player
7: Let me cite an example For you Apalemo, He was playing As a force number 9 He was playing With Franco Vasquez And he scored 13 goals 10 assists How so many goals How Romelu many Lukaku? goals Did
8: he score When he came to uh, Juve Since when he, he played 2
7: still now He has yes. scored more goals Than any other player So he, has he scored more
8: like goals but... Than uh, Romelu Lukaku Who is a typical number 9 Come
7: on.
2: Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, it's not over, Gary. We've got more matches in the frontier.
1: We are the Lagoon Bar, uh, the Lavadi yes. Beach Hotel. That bit of banter was sponsored by Joy Sports.
10: <laughs> anyway,
2: George. Yeah, go we've, got ahead. More, we've got more. Yes, your name?
10: So, what's your stance on this? Lukaku good, Lukaku bad, Lukaku goal, Lukaku stay? Well, Lukaku is, is good uh, on his day. I think he's very average. He, he has shown that he can play well uh, with small teams. Like uh, like you mentioned Everton and uh, West Brom, but when you come to United, you know United, there's a lot of pressure on you, and there are players that uh, that come to big teams and they flop because they don't have that kind of mentality to play in a big team. Ex- uh, example is Andy Carroll when he came to uh, uh, when he came no uh, yeah when he came to Liverpool, you could see the way he flopped, and and uh, injury crisis was also part of uh, what hindered his progress. But Lukaku going to Juventus, I think it will help him because he's going to. He's going to bring a sort of competition to uh, Ronaldo. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Lukaku play uh, in the number nine role. I-, I think Ronaldo also playing the number role. So they'll be switching. I- I'm very sure of that. And the uh, baller coming to uh, United is-, is going to
2: be very good for us. Let, let, let's do the final one. Manchester United fan. It's Manchester yeah, United sure, sure, Day. Sure, sure, sure. It's, it's World Manchester United and, Day. And because we are not, we are there's Harry even... Maguire to come. Yeah, we've not even started that one. You have
11: to resell your coach sometime. Charlie, what's up? Your name? I'm Robert. Robert, what do you think? Yes, um, I was on my way here and I was just listening to you. I was, it, was, it was so surprising the kind of things I heard about Lukaku. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody said Lukaku is just Lukaku. And I'm like,
5: what? What's what <laughs> happening? <hell is> <laughs>
11: Let, let, okay, or to be on a on on more serious note, Lukaku is, you will not say he's your quintessential number nine, your top level number nine, someone who can score with his back facing the goal or can score from impossible situations, but let's look at his numbers, 42 goals out of 96 games for United, it, it, it might not be the averages that you want from your top striker. But look at the situations where he finds himself. I heard someone also make an, a, a case about maybe uh, the fact that the fact that he is a striker should uh, the formation and the tactics that we play should not influence him. But look at the, sometimes this effort in games. Sometimes you see him drifting to the left to pick balls. You see him drifting to the right to pick balls. He's making he's making the play take. Yes. Um, Let's let, let also look at his first touch. I mean, there have been a lot of players down history with, with bad first touch. Why is Bukaku the centre of attention? Dwight York, he had a very bad first touch when he came to United, he, but he made up with his good goals. And no, I mean, he, he made his goals count for him. Yeah. If, if Lukaku, okay, to, in his, if, uh, against something against him to that, he has not been scoring. He misses some guilt chances. But we've seen other players in the team miss as much guilt chances too. But no one seems to be getting at them. I don't know whether it was because it's Lukaku. Is he the kind of character that is so? easy to get at because of his structure maybe doesn't look like a, like a footballer so people like to pick on him at any given time but let, let's be let's be very fair, fair he's yeah. done very well if uh, he needs to move on fair enough if United need to move in on fair enough but please a better replacement okay. not, not DiBala. the, the simple that. answer to why Lukaku has
1: borne the brunt of all this is that he was born in a social media age <laughs> that's, that's the simple answer Dwight York yeah. you can only see it on TV and talk about it in your yes. bedroom yes yeah, yeah, but and now
2: you can, can go to time. Uh, was it the friend was telling me that even on on the FIFA game, uh, Lukaku's first touch yeah, is still yeah. As bad. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to manage when you're I... sure. <laughs> but anyway. Okay, let's take a final thought on Lukaku, then I come back to the te- the, the high table. Is it? That's the high table. <laughs> Don't
9: worry. <it's> so <laughs> okay, let's go. The table. Okay, I'm going to butcher your points yeah. concerning Lukaku. Do you know Manchester United is not an average club? That's something you should know. So you don't expect the club to sign someone that can meet up the uh, you know expected um, demands from them. Lukaku is good, but you're saying sometimes he, 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 he goes to the left to the right. if a player is not flexible enough, Manchester United doesn 't need such player. Do you get check just, just try to go back in time time of Ferguson and the likes. I, the position Lukaku is playing is very volatile. Don't forget that. The reason why, apart from the defensive side, the reason why Manchester United is having problems, one of the major reasons is because of the position Lukaku is playing. That po- position is lagging behind, like big time. Do you get... So, and do you know how much we bought that guy? He's expensive. Really. He's a, After Poba, he, he, he was really expensive. So, when you buy player at such amounts, you expect the best from them. He's part of he's part of the highest paid um footballer or, or from Manchester United. So you can the, the attention is on him. Of course, it's Lukaku. So when you know the attention is on you, what should you do? You 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 do the things expected of you. So the best of your capabilities. And I don't do, I don't think Lukaku is doing that right now. And I think his mind, his heart is not even a man you anymore. I think that's where the problem is. Truly, if you, if you, I've seen some of his um, snaps. Sometimes he has granted some interviews. He doesn't really like Manchester United, really. It doesn't really. And if if a player doesn't like a club, trust me, you won't get the best out of them. So that's exactly what's wrong with Lukaku.
2: Okay, Gary, it was interesting with the Lukaku one. Let's, let's hold it. We have to roll because we have uh, just, oh, what, 60? we have time. <laughs> we have enough time. It's, so.
1: it's, it's 34 <laughs> after 7 here on 99.7 Joy FM. We are at the Lagoon Bar of the Beach yeah. Hotel. Today we are doing football. It's a warm-up to the main event. The warm-up for the Joy Transfer Countdown, the main event is on Thursday, yeah. 3 to 6 p.m., and we've started with Man United. Lukaku has taken a bit of a hostage situation here. Let me go on to Facebook. And get answers to the question I asked. Mm-hmm. Is Lukaku as bad as they say? Mm-hmm. Let's get into them. Rexford Ford, if I says, no, he's not. Basal, bad night walker says, a striker who can't dribble. He that want to be striker. <laughs> Kudo, Aseda says, what is the status? Okay. Emmanuel Nanassari says, he's very, very bad. I can't believe Juve won such a player especially with Sari in charge. <laughs> David Owusu-Premper says, I personally feel the football loving people have been too unfair on Lukaku. That bad tag on him doesn't match his profile. He's way better than most of the overhyped English players playing in the Premier League. Saint Kwabna Broqua says I have a better first touch than him and I am a teacher. Kwabna Mark says not at all. He's got the numbers and I think that sentiment is playing a role in how people judge him. Robert Sabato says, he's very bad. Did you hear me say, very, very bad. Lovely Kizzy says, no, it's just United, which is making him look so. Should he go to another team like Juventus, they would see his true worth. Prince Augustine Chuku says, not at all. He's a good striker, but managed poorly at a club by poor coaches. So, George, that's the view on
2: Facebook on Lukaku. Good. Uh, Sammy Fosin is here we'll, we'll be about to hear the Manchester United anthem Before we go to Harry Maguire Because I think at this stage Gary We'll, we'll be talking about the negotiation skills Of the Manchester United board And how they've been going The big one about Maguire Yes, the list, you can go through the list And let's put Maguire right On the spotlight Right. <laughs> now, in terms uh, of the players uh, who have gone but, out But Sammy Fosin is ready with the Manchester United anthem If you don't mind oh, So that it will cool the hearts right now Of the Manchester United fans <laughs> State United is okay. Gary, You can take it from here. Now let's get into Harry Maguire.
1: Yeah, we will do that, but he has just joined the list of the in-trade at United. Daniel James was one of the earliest, came for 15 million quid. Aaron Wan-Bissaka was the one that was wanted, and he fit in snugly into that position. He's had a good preseason. came in for 5-0. So Daniel James came for 1-5. Wan-Bissaka came for 5-0. In terms of the out-trade, now wait for it, it's a lot. Andre Herrera, out on the free. Kieran O'Hara, out on the loan. Regan Poole, out on the free. Same as Antonio Valencia, Matthew Willock. Josh Bohui, uh, DJ Bufonge has been released. Nishan Burkhardt is out on the free. Uh, we've had Matthew Lusonde out on the free as well. Tom Sang released. James Thompson, out on the free. Uh, he's been released also. So, yeah, that's essentially the trade for... United and the entry for today Harry Maguire the big one who has come in now lots of very heated opinions as to whether he merits that amount who else will have the first crack? Benedict give us a story Gary, of, of how they chase I, this I'll guy. I like, would like to start
5: with something I posted on Twitter just when the announcement was made
1: Yeah,
5: I posted that <laughs> Liverpool bought a world class defender in uh, Virgil van Dijk for 75 million And you people were talking. My United has just agreed a deal worth 80 million pounds for Harry Maguire. Then I asked, how? How? Just how? They said 50 50 million max for me. The rest... You think 50 million max for for Harry Maguire? Yeah. 50 million? 50. Okay. The rest, almost 51 comments, all are insults. (laughs) (laughs) For much the United fans. Is it my money? Is it your money? (laughs) (laughs) But... Charlie, on the most years, though. yeah. I think that is overpriced. I mean, $80 million for Harry Maguire. How? Just how? You understand? He's a very good player. He helped Leicester City win the league. I mean, we saw him at the World Cup, played very well for England. And we saw him last season with Leicester. But, of course, if you're looking for a defender to pay that amount of money, I, I made a comparison with Virgil van Dijk. And the argument is that when van Dijk was coming to Liverpool, he wasn't a world-class defender. He came as a normal player and now he's a world-class defender. But you look at Maguire, where he's coming from and what he's done. You cannot compare that to that of Virgil van Dijk. I think that Manchester United paying that amount of money for him is, is too, too much for a player like Harry Maguire. If they had paid that money for Kalidou Koulibaly, that would have been fair. Because of his performance for the team, uh, Napoli, people have been saying he wasn't too good when he came for the Afghan, but of course you cannot use a tournament to judge a player, you understand I mean it's just less than a month that you, you regroup for a national assignment it's not the same as that of club football so if they had gone in for someone like Kulibali for that amount yeah that would have been reasonable for Harry Maguire I think it's too much
1: Harry Maguire, 80 million is it too much some have said that It was a panic buy as well. Bill, we'll go around the table and spend a bit on this. If you have comments, let us understand why you think that he would fit into United system or not fit into United system. His skills versus what United need at the moment. Those are the kinds of comments we'll be waiting for on Twitter. The hashtag is JoyDeadlineDay. Bill, over to you.
4: Yeah, uh, it is surprising that Manchester United actually went ahead to spend this amount of money it's very huge for a player that of course isn't world class in the first place Mm -hmm. but I do understand to some extent because the defense that they do have if you have someone like Phil Jones and Chris Smalling you would buy anyone outside the tier for 80 million and it would be understandable so to me yes it is understandable that you get Maguire because of course he's better than Jones he's better than Smalling but he but for that amount, I think it's much, is way, way, way too high, and it's something that could cost Manchester United if he doesn't fit into the system very well. Now he has a lot to prove because there's a very huge amount on his head. Nine, about nine years ago, you could get, you could use that 80 million to buy someone like Cristiano Ronaldo, and no one would talk because he was the best player at the time. Now you are buying someone like Harry Maguire, who hasn't reached that pinnacle of football, so. It is surprising and he has a lot to
1: prove. Then. Let's talk about the system zoo. I mean I, I know that the default thing is think eighty million, but in today's market for an English player, I wouldn't say it's a fair price, it's still it's still, you know, a truckload of money. Yeah. Eighty million quid. Yeah. Um situate this in today's money and the fact that United wanted this guy two months ago, they didn't go for him, they've gone roundabout in circles from here to Lashidi and back. <laughs> and they've bought the guy for the same amount of money again. Um,
3: to me, I mean, the, the the figure is not surprising at all. I mean, you know how English players go for in these markets; they are very expensive, even though they are not worth the price. So I'm not surprised at all. But in terms of quality, the the player's quality, I don't think he's worth 80 million. It's just because he's English. English, the English press hype their players, so they go for you know higher fees and. Looking at Maguire and how he can help Manchester United, I don't think he's going to provide anything much more different from what, you know, Lindelof or Bailey provides. Bailey's injury prone so he's not really effective. But then Harry Maguire, you know, he's he's very regular to me, but he's English, so obviously he's going to be overhyped, he's going to be overpriced. So yeah. That's that's how it goes in England.
1: Now, Benedict, I'll be waiting for you to read some of the comments you got on your Twitter. Yes. Obviously, the printable ones, please. I mean, I went to have a look at his Twitter, and as he said, he had 51 comments to just an innocent take that he had that the guy was overpriced, you know, at $80 million as well. Oreku, while Benedict is waiting for the comments, remind us of the skill set and the attribute of Harry Maguire, how he has developed, and why anybody
6: would think to value him at this amount of money. Well, I think that if you if you take a quick look at McGrath, you would get uh, an overview uh, looking at his stature, uh, the kind of player that he is. I think mm. he's very bullish, uh, especially uh, in area balls. Uh, if you look at his type of season that he's had with Leicester, you know, dating back to the World Cup in 2018, he was always uh, very good in the air. And you could remember him, you know, winning a lot of air balls from set pieces. And you remember England, in the knockout stages of the World Cup, only managed to get to the semi-finals uh, with goals from set pieces. So he was very key. I think he got one in the group stages as well from a header. And even if you look at his career at Leicester, he's always got goals in him uh, from set play. So that's one big trend that Manchester United could benefit from. In terms of ball playing, I think that's his uh, biggest trend to me. And that's why he's been linked with Pep Gargiela's Man City for a long while now. And he's able to, you know, carry the ball from the back and drive the ball forward. That's something that United have been lacking in the past few seasons. Uh, You look at their build-up play. Sometimes it tends to be too slow. And with Maguire, maybe things could quicken up slightly. But... On the downside uh he's sometimes too sluggish and that's probably due to his stature you see uh, he's really tall and he's not so fast unlike Virgil van Dijk so he usually tends to struggle with pace and uh, unfortunately he always tends to have one mistake in him and we had a reminder during the uefa nations league where they collapsed in that semi-final against the netherlands Uh, but Always, uh, he tends to have some few moments where there's a lack of concentration. But you get that feeling that it would improve once he's playing for a side like Manchester United, because all the eyes are going to be on him. He's a good buy for the club, uh, but certainly for that amount, it's uh, way out of this world. And You know what's funny? Tell me, Manchester United started bidding from somewhere around 60, 65 million. And then, whenever they bid a price, Leicester will say, Okay, bring five million more. So, up until this weekend, they managed to get to 75 million. And then United were like, Okay, we are bringing the 75 million. And they're like, Oh, wait, 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 wait. How about we make it 80? <laughs> 80 <laughs> then, Just to you know, round it up. And then United were like, Oh, you know, time is running now, and they were trying to you know, play hard guy, but eventually. Uh, they bargained and, you know, they budged, <laughs> they budged for the $80 million that we just had uh, today. But the biggest question now is that... How does he that, fit into the back line? Yeah, how does he fit with that back line? One Bicicca joining So two new faces. Uh, it's an exciting season to we we, we
1: we asked a question on our social media. If you have not checked our social media, it's, it's really popping with the transfer stuff. We're on Instagram at, at Joy Sports Gh. That's at Joy Sports G. That's our name on Instagram and also on Twitter about the new look United backline. The new look United backline. I've got 222 comments mm. to that one here. Let me go through about 10. Kofi Efa says, as for that backline, it's like PDS, no due diligence. Ishmael, the wedding MC, says, I'm not excited until we land Bruno Fernandes and Dybala, then I can get excited Kingsley Avevo says, it's promising this season is the first step Te Mensa mezo says 9.5 over 10 for this backline uh, Madeline Inim, who is a very regular commenter on our, on our, on our sports post says, Maguire is another flop, time will tell for now I think it's 4 over 10 Nathaniel K. Asari says, 8 over 10 sure needs someone to compete with him in his slot Sharif Isaka, the artist, says, Maguire is a big hype from the English media. He's not worth 80 million pounds. He's another small in. That's what I see. Our coach wants to get the media on his side, so he's creating an all-English player lineup for our team. Michael EJ says, 8 over 10, cohesion is very important. If they are able to gel well, then that would be fantastic. Jamal Lampard says, a low defenders with the exception of Wan-Bissaka, who is a complete... Defender Maguire has been hired by the English media and sure, is inconsistent. Lindelof is lost in the United jersey. So those are the views on the Man United. Mm-hmm. Back four, we'll get a couple of views, George.
2: And before I get to the Manchester United fans, we have an interesting mix here. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a Wolverhampton fan, you know, hoping Wolf. that maybe this... Uh, this Season they might win the Premier League after being a to Ghanaian the Ghanaian Wolves fan. No, please, I said we have a Wolverhampton fan. He's smiling, it's okay. He's <laughs> sitting <laughs> opposite you. All right, and then we also have <laughs> have you found him out? you will have the fan,
11: yeah.
2: Uh, we have a Chelsea fan who has joined us, and who, I don't know. If we are talking about Chelsea. I invited the Chelsea fans, so I take the blame and everything. Yeah. We have an Arsenal fan who says he's he's not too happy about the way things have gone for the club and he wants to see. I now play one or two games before he comments or because I've been in the background checking out everybody here. So now let's get to the Manchester United fans and just find out what they make of Harry Maguire. You joined us not long ago, but it's, it's good enough to talk about Harry Maguire. So your name? My name is Paul. Are you happy with your back line? Well, you know, for now, I don't know, but
7: I think, I don't know what to say for now, but sorry? Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I think I'm okay with the mac four. Yes, I'm okay with the back four for now. But so far, the season is yet to start. So until the season starts, I have I don't have much to say about it. So let's wait for the season to start then. We can
2: see how the back four gels. We well, are being very cautious. So wait for the season to start. We know wait for season to start. You... <laughs> let, let me pick your thoughts. Let me pick
11: your thoughts. Get the microphone and tell me. On the back four, Okay, yes, um, The only disadvantage about the Maguire signing now is because of the timing of the signing. It's kind of a bit too late into the transfer window and we are always things are just about starting. So the, it, it, the, it, the onus lies on him now to blend in quickly with the rest of the back line. And it will depend on how his partner, his supposed or to be partner, which is Victor Lindelof by everybody's um, tipping, will help him settle down. Of course, if you want to, if you want to dive into the pricing as well, I want to think that well, yes, United were bullied out of it, but I think there was it had much to do with what happened with Eric Bailly during our recent, our very last preseason friendly. I think that was what forced United's hand. But you know, just like my colleague here said, we were, we were playing guy, so we wanted to you know uh, just haggle with the price a bit until until we we eventually settled on the 85 we are now. So it, now it's on Harry Maguire's head now to quickly, quickly settle into the defense. On paper, the defensive setup now looks a bit decent, but I won't say it's as good or any better than what we had before. So, it depends on Maguire himself to make him to make himself a stalwart at the back. With Lindelof, as a very rifle partner. And just before I move on, I want to correct a colleague who said that Maguire was part of the Leicester team that won the league in 2016. It, it is false. He, was at, he had just moved to Hall City from Sheffield United, from Sheffield United at the time. So, yes, that's it let's yeah. go by
2: coach. Right. ok that's good then Manchester
1: United uh, we, are, we are done with Man United like, at the comments on face so many Okay, we have to move
2: on to other things I have to go to Arsenal which, which anthem are we going to play now we have to go to the Arsenal anthem we oh, allow the, Charlie, Arsenal, the anthem Arsenal, anthem. Yeah. <laughs> no, Arsenal anthem to no, play for FUSH Arsenal anthem for the Arsenal no. fans as now, ante, because we have to find out <laughs> what is happening to us now. Charlie, As now, they love the front ties. Forget about the back ties. Front ties.
1: yeah, yeah,
2: Um, um, Arsenal, <laughs> Gary. Yeah, let's get Arsenal. So Arsenal, Yokohama ties. They have to think about Arsenal. Look,
1: we need, we need a remix of this Arsenal tune. Like, <laughs> like this is probably the one of the reasons Arsenal is not winning, oh, winning oh, oh. trophies. I mean, come on, Arsenal. they've got a, a dope motto: Victoria yeah. Concordia Crescent, um. victory through harmony. But as for this anthem, we have to petition. <laughs> you know, anyway, George, what have we got for Arsenal?
2: See, we have to talk about Arsenal because um, we're looking at the record signings of Arsenal. We've said that all these signings that have come through seem to have been on the attacking side rather than the defensive side. We've known for the past 10 years, Arsenal have got issues with their defense. So, why? Is it that Arsenal are not paying attention to their defence? Yeah, we know they are in for yeah, a let-back from Celtic, but we don't see the same amount of energy looking for defenders like they look for attackers. So the whole buzz was about Nicolas Pepe, yes, and whatever he's going to do to the attacking line. Can we just get to some Arsenal fans now? And it's good that Gary has just <laughs> decided to allow me to ask the questions. We've got to Arsenal fans, but maybe, Benedict, you want to, you want to start with that? Let, let's go to Arsenal fans. Then. Bill, Bill, you're an Arsenal fan. What is happening? You are not concerned about defense at all?
4: I am very, 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 very concerned about, my, about the defense of Arsenal. We have a certain squadron, Mustafi, who I will say and say again, he's a minus two. He's not even a minus one, he's a minus two. The guy is too aeroprone. Too aeroprone. That match against Crystal Palace sank my heart. The way he allowed Rofezza to get that ball and score sank my heart. He is someone who should be first up the door. It shouldn't be questioning Let's wait with him and send Mustafi away to Monaco. I hear Monaco wants him. He should go. Whatever, whatever it takes, he should just go. And we should get a defender. We should get a defender for now because buying William Sal- Saliba and letting him go back to St. Etienne for a loan deal isn't smart at all. It's not smart business for Arsenal. For a team that wants to actually enter into the Champions League at the end of this coming season, I think the defence really needs to be worked on. Of course, Tienne, they are chasing him, of course, but he isn't the, the solution to the problem. The solution is at the center backs, and they need to be changed. Both of them have to go. Maybe Socrates, and uh, with a very big new signing, can of course help uh, the team. Not with
2: Mustaf, definitely not so him. Question, so, the question is why? What you're saying, Ona Emery doesn't know. The board don't know. They don't know they have to get the defender. They don't know. know. They're not wise. <laughs> <laughs> to be very honest, they're not wise.
3: They're not what? they no yeah, wise. No no <laughs> because it doesn't make any sense. Like, last season, our, our smallest problem was our attack because we we're able to score goals. We had the top scorer in the league. Lacazette chipped in with a lot of goals and assists. But it's strange to me that into the, the transfer window, they went straight away to sign a winger. Then they signed another winger. No defender. And I'm just... I'm just dumbfounded. Like, right. <laughs> to be honest, this season, uh, yeah, this he has season a lot for us. I'm, as you can see, I'm in a buying Just, here. <laughs> I'm, I'm on leave. I'm on leave till I see some changes because I can't take it anymore. If I start talking about Arsenal, uh, the coach, the the board, the owners, like there's so there's so much. But the coach, the what has he done? He, he's also, he's He's not serious. He's also, he's messing up. He doesn't make... He doesn't no, no, make, but what's the coach done? I mean, you see, Unai... His, his system doesn't make sense. He's playing the wrong players in the wrong positions. He, okay. I, like, I don't understand what he's trying to do. Yeah. So, till, till he shows us some serious... Because if you look at Arsenal last season, with about, I'd say, six, seven games to the end of the season, we were in the driving seats to finish third. Yeah. But he managed to finish, well, fifth. And we're playing teams like Palace, um, Wolves you know, like the smallest, we had the easiest you know, uh, running run yeah, out I of the top six, but we managed to, and, and, and up to today, I don't understand, so hey, Gary,
2: I understand it, because you buy Lacazette, you buy Aubameyang you buy players a lot of money, and you don't want to buy defenders, so I get it Benedict, you want to talk to Gary, eh? <laughs> Maybe they want to have a Jaguar going forward, and Etiko
5: at, the, at back. the back, yeah, because I mean it doesn't make sense, why would you spend 72 million on an attacker when you already have the attackers. Last season, they banged in the goals. They increased the number of goals that they scored looking at the previous season. So if, if I were an Arsenal manager, there is no way I will go for another attacker in Pepe. I mean, it, it doesn't make sense to me. Why would you go for Pepe? Yeah, I know some of the Arsenal fans are very happy uh, with the capture because he's a very interesting player. Uh, at Lille, we saw what he did at the uh, Nations Cup. He wasn't true of himself. But of course, he's a very good player. But there is no way I'll go for Pepe when I know very well that Koscielny as well as Mustafi cannot be trusted at the back. I mean, Midland is very good at right back. But you still have to sort out the issues at the back. If you're scoring more goals and you're conceding, a lot of goals, then what happens? If you score five and you concede six, you still will lose three points. You understand? So in as much as you're thinking about scoring goals, you also have to think of, uh, you know, your defense. And I think that that's what Arsenal are failing to do. And I understand how Zou feels. I mean, it will be be very some way to be an Arsenal fan at this moment where they've forgotten about their problems and they are just adding to where they don't
1: have problems. Interesting. Uh, Kweku Mark Smart on Facebook. Let's get a couple of social media comments. Says that, how about the defense? I forgot Nicola Pepe is going to slot in one half of the center back pairing in the first half. Then the second half, you go and score all the goals for you. Givens Jiwanu says they need a solid central defensive midfielder, two strong center backs, and not attackers. Julius Ehoma says, with £45 million pounds as a budget, still, they were able to strike a deal and United still having signed Bruno Fernandes. Woodward only thinks about the commercial aspects of the club. Anyway, Perez Ahaji says, that's Nicola Pepe, is he worth this amount? What new is he bringing to the Arsenal attacking line that others didn't do over the years at the Emirates? In my humble opinion, Pepe isn't worth this price tag. Now, somebody else we should be talking about is if we look at the out trade for Arsenal like we did with the United, Petr Cech has retired. Leicester has been released. Uh, Pletswego has gone out on a free. Aaron Ramsey went out criminally, criminally on a free, but that has been assuaged a bit. A bit. By Danny the fact that Daniel Ceballos has come in and we'll talk about that in a bit. And Danny Welbeck has also gone out on a free. Which brings me to Daniel Ceballos. Um, he's come as a lone player, he's he's the closest thing we could get to a replacement for 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 um Ramsey Aaron Ramsey. You know, he fits in the mold pretty pretty well. Anybody want to talk about that? And I think yeah. it's a it's a pretty good do deal think? done, yeah.
11: Okay, um Danny Sebastian, I had the opportunity to see a bit of him with yeah. the under twenty ones recently. Yeah. A, a very good player on his He he can carry the ball around. For someone his age he's very authoritative. But what I can say also is that maybe and if Arsenal are going in for a player like that, then they should be aware that it is gonna take a while for a blending to happen. If you are going to go look back and at the Dennis Warrior situation where they brought in this player on loan with a supposed to have a very big reputation, come and slot in and take the league by a storm, it didn't actually work out. So for Arsenal fans, let's not let's let's not underrate this. Ramesses, boots are big boots to fill. Big boots, yeah. No matter how much you think Danice Bios has been a Real Madrid player, so maybe he might have big game temperament. you will be very wrong. So, it will be it will be all on the Bios and then the people around him to help him to thrive. So, the people around him, uh, if you can help me out with their names, they should all help him out. And he himself should take it very simple from the start. And if he does that, it, it might take uh, maybe the first half of the season might be a bit of ups and downs. If it does work well from the second half of the season, maybe they can talk about a better deal going forward. So, Dennis Sabellos, on a scale of 1 to 10, I'll say maybe 5. Who's we'll signing?
6: Yeah, but uh, I think I think that Sabellos, yeah, he's a fantastic buy. Okay, a no, buy, a loan deal. And I think that he would really help this Arsenal side. And uh, for me, it's, it's crucial because...